Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, everybody. It's Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 66, Winter Greatest Hits List. Winter has certainly arrived for many of you. I send my thoughts and prayers. I'm so sorry, you guys. I feel like it's been one headline after another with these winter storms. So whether you're buried in snow, ice, or just freezing temps, I am sending you my warmest thoughts this week. I feel like we really are, when it comes to the season itself, we're smack dab in the middle of winter. And one of the things that I like to change up seasonally is the recipes that I cook. So today we're going to chat about the recipes that are on my winter greatest hits list, how I make that list, and why I think it's really helpful to have a list like this. But before we do that, let's discuss a few recipes you can throw on your meal plan this week if you happen to be meal planning while you're listening to this podcast. The first recipe is my sheet pan chicken parm. This is such a pantry-friendly recipe, meaning that I almost always have the ingredients on hand to make this recipe, and I know we all like recipes like that. The real star, the real thing that makes this recipe just taste delicious is Rayo's jarred marinara sauce. It's my favorite pantry staple. I, I love it. I love it so much. And this recipe comes together so quickly. It is one that I typically only make in the fall and winter. Um, I find it to be really comforting and it's, you know, it's got some cheese on it and it's got that marinara sauce. It's just, it's so good. So, so good and very easy. The next recipe that we're making this week is my Italian sausage and white bean soup. And this was totally inspired by an idea I had this weekend as I saw headline after headline of temperatures that were literally colder than places like Antarctica and the North Pole. I think, you know, I've already made space in my life for pizza Fridays, but I think it's okay to make space for super Sundays. I, and I just love soup. I love soup so much. So I'm going to make soup every Sunday through the end of March. And if you'd like to join me, please welcome. I just think it's so delicious. It might not even be our main meal. It might be that I put on a pot of soup in the morning or early afternoon, and it's what we eat for lunch, and then we do something else for dinner. This Italian sausage wiping soup is so good. It's hearty. I like that it's got a little bit of creaminess to it. I love the sausage in it, and it um, is the reason it's a good fit for my family is that I am married to someone who for a long time did not consider soup a meal. And I had to work very hard to convince him that soup is indeed a meal. And so I've got to make my soup recipes really hearty with sausage and beans and all the good stuff. So this one passes. It passes the test for soup that's a meal. And finally, forgive me if I sound like a broken record. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in baked ziti season. Baked ziti is my most popular recipe. It is the recipe everyone in my family loves the most, even though I have made it probably more than any other recipe 
ever, but it's so good. Both of my kids, Ollie and Nora, asked for it this week, and I said, sure, we'll do baked ziti. Almost any time I make baked ziti, I double it up, and I either take one to somebody who's maybe, you know, had a baby, been sick, had a rough week, or I stick it in the freezer. So it's a two-for-one meal for me because it's just such a hit every time. So there are your recipes for the week. You can find and print them all in Recipe Club individually or in our weekly meal plan with an easy-to-follow shopping list broken down by recipe. If you are feeling the pull to get a simple dinner system in place as you kick off the new year, we just launched a bundled product where you can save 20 bucks when you buy a recipe binder plus an annual membership to Recipe Club. It's an awesome, awesome deal. I have just found that similarly to having a family calendar where I like to have both a digital and a hard copy when it comes to just keeping my family organized, I feel the same way about dinner. I like a digital resource and a physical resource. So for me, Recipe Club is, that's my library. That's the library of all of the recipes. And my recipe binder is where I physically cook from because I, like many of you, don't enjoy cooking from my computer or my phone. I much prefer cooking from a hard copy. So having both of those, to me, that's what makes it a system rather than just a hack or a tip. Like it's a system. And um, it's just made my life infinitely easier when it comes to dinner. And it's really helped me dread dinner less. Remember that what makes our recipe club membership a bit different is that there's no banner ads. There's no long blog posts or drawn out stories. It's just the recipes you need to help you get dinner on the table. We include the ingredients and the method in addition to also offering serving and swap suggestions for every recipe. And we have formatted all of them in this beautiful recipe template that looks like it came straight out of a cookbook. So when you print it out, it's so lovely looking. And something that's been a big hit with our recipe club members the past month or two has been that when you're a member of recipe club, you get access to that template. So if you want to take your grandma's chocolate chip cookies or lasagna or bolognese sauce and put it into our template and print it out, it can make it so that you have a very cohesive looking binder, which is always nice. All right, let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss my winter greatest hits list. So you guys have heard me talk about how much I live and die by my recipe binder and how this simple system of having a physical binder in my kitchen that stores the recipes that I make most often has basically transformed my dinner life. But I want to discuss one of the most important aspects to having a recipe binder really be like a, a really successful resource in the kitchen. So many people who have recipe binders in their kitchens treat them kind of like a catch-all. Sure, they may contain your, like I said, your grandma's, you know, banana pudding or your family's signature lasagna recipe that have been slipped into sheet protectors. But they're also probably bursting at the seams with recipes that you've printed off from allrecipes.com or maybe you printed a screenshot of a recipe you found on Pinterest. And after a few years, those binders start to get big and unruly to lug around the kitchen. And they're just not very pretty. So the system that has worked best for me has been one where I live in a land of two binders. My everyday binder that sits on my countertop plus an index binder. The binder that I use daily contains the greatest hits. So there are a few recipes that never come out. Like I always keep my baked ziti in there because I make it all year long. But seasonally, 
I like to do a binder recipe refresh and swap out recipes that are ideal for that season. So let me give you an example. Right after Christmas, as we were getting back from the holidays, I opened up my handy dandy notes app and searched for my winter greatest hits list. This is something that I have in my notes. I have one for every season of the year, winter, spring, summer, fall. And okay, so what, what is this? It's a basically a compiled list of recipes I like to make for dinner during that season. And I have a list, like I said, for every season. So it essentially contains my family's favorite seasonal recipes, the recipes that we look forward to having during certain times of year. And I typically do a pass through those recipes and determine what I want to move to my binder for that season. And then I take out the recipes that no longer are applicable for that season. So for example, what I did after doing my binder refresh after I got home is I took all my Thanksgiving recipes out of my binder because I'm not going to be making stuffing again. And I'm not going to be making, you know, herb roasted whole turkey. Like that's not going to be happening. I even took out some like cookie recipes. Like I had some peppermint meltaways in there. Um, I had these really cute candy cane cookies that we like to make. I'm not going to be making those in January. And so there's no need for them to take up space in my binder. The other thing that's not in my binder right now, grilling recipes, because I'm not really grilling right now. Uh, there's not a ton of pasta salads in my binder right now because I'm not making pasta salads. You know what I'm making is I'm making soups. I'm making slow cooker meals. I'm making pot roast. Those are the things I'm making. Chances are that if you feel dread surrounding dinner or if dinner stresses you out, it's rooted in decision fatigue, meaning you have too much to choose from. But it also can be like being in your closet where it's like, oh my gosh, there's all these clothes right here. And I feel like I have nothing to wear. <laughs> when you go to Pinterest, that's what it's like with recipes. Oh my gosh, there are thousands of recipes right in front of me, but I have no idea what to make. That is why a binder helps. It helps. If you put every single recipe you've ever printed out or that's important to you in the same binder, it's not going to be much better than good old fashioned Pinterest and scrolling. It's too many decisions to make. So what I suggest is that you should limit the choices for what you're going to make for dinner to a list that makes sense for that particular time of year. But I also want you to think about it in terms of that particular time or season of life. If you have more time, maybe you're an empty nester. My parents are in this boat right now. By all means, you may be at a point where you might get excited about a more complex recipe. And you might get excited about making Julia Child's Cocovan or, you know, doing something with extra steps because that's a fun thing for you. If you have three children under three years old, you might want to live in the land of five ingredient recipes for a while because you don't have time to make Julia Child's Cocovan. Like you don't have time for that. I want you to think about it seasonally and also, I want you to think about your chapter of life because I think those two things are really important. Your list can be, it can be 10 recipes, it can be 20, it can be 50 recipes, whatever you want. It's simply just a pre-made list of choices that you don't want it to be overwhelmingly long. 
but chances are if you've taken the effort to write it on your list, chances are it was a good recipe and you're going to want to remember it. So when the seasons start to change, that's when you can mix things up without having to think too hard. Then as you come across recipes, whether they're on Instagram or Pinterest, or maybe even you bought a new cookbook or you're a member of recipe club and one of the new recipes we've added looks really great to you, you can add them to your list. And better yet, you could, you can even print them off and put them in your index binder. But if you know that you want to try a, you know, I saw this recipe for summer, summer steak frites, where it was like, a skirt steak with chimichurri and air fried sweet potato fries. And I was like, oh, that, that sounds so, so good. But I, I'm going to want to make that in summer when I can throw that on the grill. So I can put that on my list. And if it's a digital list or a written list, I can put in parentheses where that recipe, I saw that recipe. But then when I come around to doing my recipe refresh for the season, it's fun to think about those recipes and get excited about them. You want to consider how much time you actually have to make recipes. Different seasons of life create different and unique circumstances. A, you might have a sports season that is particularly crazy. You may feel that you have more time at home in the winter than you do in the summer because you're traveling more. Just, I want to caution you to not expect something of your recipes that your current circumstances aren't likely to sustain. So pick recipes that you are likely to succeed at making. And this really kind of helps to determine the parameters for what should be on your greatest hits list to begin with. Um, I also like to think about categories. So it could be that in the winter, like this is a category for me. In the winter, I love to use my slow cooker. And so I have a category of slow cooker recipes that I like to pull from during the winter months. Um, you may be, uh, like this might be a summer thing. Maybe this summer you really want your teen or preteen to learn to cook a few recipes. So you may have, you know, three recipes on your greatest hits list that your 12 year old can make. That could be a, a nice category to think about. When I do my recipe refresh, I begin first by filling my binder with recipes that are so easy to make that I could literally do it with my eyes closed and maybe even more importantly, recipes that I know everyone will eat. You don't wanna pick all new meals. You first wanna pick the meals that you know are the greatest hits, the ones that everyone loves, the ones where you're gonna get as few complaints as possible. After you have listed those out, that's when you fill in the gaps with the recipes that you have saved on Instagram or Pinterest, or they're in that new cookbook you got for Christmas, or the recipes that you favorited in Recipe Club and haven't had a chance to make yet. So remember to start with the really easy ones. Also, when you're doing that, if you're someone who thinks you might want to tackle a monthly meal plan, I know it sounds crazy, you can also slot in there the days you're going to eat out because it feels really nice to go through and take some days off. On my winter greatest hits list, I have about, I have 32 recipes. So it's basically a month's worth of recipes. You can see my full list in Recipe Club, but think baked ziti, uh, Mississippi pot roast, sausage and bean soup, sheet pan chicken parm. Um, oh, the cheesy broccoli bake is on there. Just warm and cozy recipes that are perfect for when it's cold or colder out. And if it's helpful to you, remember to categorize those so that you feel like it's a bit well balanced and that you don't just have the same thing over and over again. Like maybe you add 
five soups to the list, but you don't add all 15 that you have printed and saved. Save some for fall. The system of doing a seasonal refresh for my recipe binder has been honestly game changing. It prevents me from tiring of making the same recipes over and over again. It's a quarterly check-in with dinner where I ask myself how things are going and if we need to switch anything up, kind of like I did with our dinner time last week. And honestly, it's just kind of fun. You could even do this with girlfriends or virtually with your sister or your mom where you, you know, four times a year, you go in and you refresh that binder. And maybe someone's got, oh, I made this recipe. You've got to try it. Gosh, you could even have a girl's night. It would be really fun. Regardless if this specific system sounds appealing to you at all, I want to validate to you that dinner is hard, regardless of how much you love or hate cooking, and that having any system helps. Even if your system is, we get dinner at Chick-fil-A every Wednesday because I know I need a break midweek. All right, let's wrap up this episode with what I like to call Gimme Five, five things that made my life easier or more enjoyable this week. It's a quick list I like to run through of things that are really making life feel a bit more manageable. So first of all, let's talk about some food things. I'm making a lot of soup. I told you, I love soup right now. My favorite pot for making soup. I've got a couple, but they have one thing in common. They are six quarts. That is my magic size for soup. I could go on and on about a debate between Staub versus Le Creuset, but I will tell you, if you are looking for a really good soup pot and you don't want to break the bank, Lodge, like the mother of all cast iron, they make an incredible enameled, Dutch oven that is great for soup and it's under a hundred bucks. Sometimes it's even like 60 bucks, depending on the price fluctuates a little bit. It comes in lots of different colors. It kind of looks like a Le Creuset, but it is a fraction of the cost and such a good soup pot. Another thing, super cubes for storing soup. I feel like these have blown up the past couple of years, but they're essentially like these silicone molds where you can store individual servings of soup. So if you work from home, like I do, If you have soup and you're making a double batch and you only want to reheat enough to feed yourself, then it's great. I have the two cup size and they're awesome. Okay, these travel art sets for my girls. These are, I got to get the name of these for you guys because we went on a road trip this weekend. We went to a baseball tournament and my girls were such troopers. They went to six baseball games in three days and I'm telling you now, that is a lot of baseball. Um, Even if you're a very proud mother, uh, it is a lot of baseball. But there is a brand called Tiger Tribe. Tiger Tribe. And they have these cute little art sets. And they fold out and they contain markers or crayons and a little coloring book. And look, my girls are art fanatics. We do a lot of little art things. And this is just a really great product. They kept them entertained for hours. My favorite thing that I've worn this week is my cashmere sweater from Quince. It's the most affordable cashmere you can find. I'm convinced it's under $100 and it is so soft and so cozy. And I don't know what it is about cashmere, but I'm not typically a very fancy girl. I don't have very many cashmere things, but something about that material, it's never too hot, but it's always warm enough. And I got this chocolate brown color that is just so pretty. I just, I had my favorite flannel that I mentioned last week. And this week I'm all about this chocolate cashmere sweater. And then finally the best hand cream. So things are dry over here and they're probably dry where you're at. And I have been loving, this is a product I'd kind of forgotten about. And I recently gifted it for um, someone who had a baby. I love Tubby Todd. Tubby Todd is this incredible company with 
really clean bath products for kids and adults. Um, they don't have as many options for adults, but I their dream cream and their all-in-one ointment was just saved my kids and their eczema. But I really love their hand cream. They have this ginger and lime hand cream that is my favorite thing to lather my hands in during the winter months when things get really dry. And then finally, the featured recipe for the week, we're making this sheet pan chicken parm. This is one of those recipes that I always have everything on hand for. And I swear, you, it's, this is one of those that on my winter greatest hits list, it, it's one of the first ones that goes on there because I don't even have to think that hard to make it. I just know how to do it. It's that simple. That's it for today, you guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, I created this entire podcast so that you could have a quick 20-minute listen while you map out your meals for the week. Listening to a podcast while I meal plan has been part of my simple dinner system for as long as I can remember. So I try and put out a perfect fit for that each week. Next week, we're going to be chatting about my super Sundays, where I break down all of my favorite tips and tools for making soup along with my favorite recipes and a fun new family tradition we're going to start. So subscribe to the podcast so that episode automatically pops up for you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so glad you're here. Until next time, happy cooking. I'm Kelsey, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.